ready, man? Party people in the place to be. Uh -huh. It's about that time for us to... Yeah! We back, we back, I'm back, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's football. Yeah, y'all. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Realist Sports Show. We in the season three, y'all. Y'all know how we doing it. We in the season three, y'all. That's right. We in the season three, y'all. Season three coming at y'all with the Realist Sports Show, everybody. I'm your host tonight, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. Live into the building. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to do last week, you know, um, recap of last week. You know, the season was supposed to start last week, though. But, you know, we had some issues going on last week. We had some, you know, some really things that some things went down last week. So I couldn't give y'all a show last week, though. But, you know, I'll, I always consider all my fans, you know, as family. And I keep it real with y'all, you know, lost best friend, you know, my shot, my, uh, my heart goes out to the, to them and the family. Um, yeah, it's been a rough week, you know, y'all. So y'all gotta take it easy on me. Y'all know y'all my family. I love y'all to death though. I wouldn't be able to do this show without y'all. Y'all keep on supporting this show as much as y'all do. And we're going to keep going forward with the show. So, kind of to recap, uh, week two of the highlights of week two, you know, um, I'm not going to highlight week one, even though that Washington football team went 1-0 and week one, and everybody else in the division went, you know, they lost their first games in the division, though, but it's all good, though. This week, I'm going to talk about the Washington football team a little bit. I'm going to talk about the, 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 the miraculous victory that the Dallas Cowboys came back, which makes me sick to my stomach, came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons tonight or this morning, I should say. Um, we're going to get into every other game that went down this week, even the Seahawks versus New England Patriots. We're also going to talk about tonight on the show or this morning on the show. We're going to get into a little bit of basketball about the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. We're going to also talk about them L.A. Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets, the Nuggets. You know what I mean? We're going to get live in the den tonight, y'all. So let's first start out with our first topic about that Washington football team. They lost yesterday 30-15 to to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, it was a... It looked like it was a one-sided game at the beginning, and it still went downhill from there. You see that the team needs some growth in certain areas, in the defensive area. Secondary looked nasty. Secondary looked like they were just in child's play for a minute. You know, um, our, front, our front four, or as you say, our front three, or whatever you want to say it, our front line on the defensive end couldn't get to Kyler Murray as much as they wanted to, though, but it is what it is. You know, um, shout-outs to Kyler Murray. He did his thing yesterday going for 26-38. Had a passing yards of 290, um, sorry, everybody, 286. Threw one touchdown, one interception um, yesterday in the game. Also, I'm going to give a hat off to uh, Dwayne Haskins, too. Still has not thrown one interception in the game this year starting out. Um, not saying that his playmaking abilities has been great this season starting out in the past in these two games, but he still hasn't thrown an interception yet. I will say that we need to get off our running game. We need to get our running game going real strong. 
Shout out to Terry McLaurin with seven receptions with 10 targets, 125 yards with a touchdown pass. His first touchdown of the year going out in um, Arizona. Big ups to him. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, we slowed him down under 100 yards this game. He only had eight receptions of nine targets for 68 yards in this game, but still had a touchdown pass. We limited him down from his average of 13 yards per carry to only having maybe eight. He had eight and a half yards per carry in this game. Uh, yeah, that's average yards, eight and a half yards per carry this game. You know, it, it, it didn't look right in this game. I kind of figured that we was going to lose this game going in, you know, the Arizona Cardinals have a high explosive offense with DeAndre Hopkins added to it. D Hop. Then you got Kyler Murray who can run the ball. He's a he's a very un he's very uncontrollable once he's in that pocket. He can do anything. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. So kind of shout outs to Kyler Murray. You know, he did his thing yesterday. He had one touchdown yesterday uh, one rushing touchdown yesterday for fourteen yards. You know, it was a good game. Um, we only lost by 15 points yesterday, though, but we're still number one in the East. Even though Dallas is creeping up on our buttholes now, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm not even going to uh, not even going to worry too much. But let's move in towards this L.A. Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs game that went into overtime, and the Chiefs still managed to pull out a victory in overtime by three points. They kicked the field goal kick and won the game in OT. But, you know, this Chargers team, man, is something spectacular. Justin Herbert with a four-yard run in the first quarter, Travis Kelsey came back and matched that with a 10-yard pass from P. Mahomes. Then, you know, it went on from there. Come fourth quarter, we got field goal kickers coming in the game to tie the game up. And then Hunter Bucker, Bucker with a 58-yard field goal kick to win the game in, the, in overtime was our final score was 23-20. to 20. You know, it was, it was something good to see. Kansas City is still on top of their division at 2-0. L.A. will go 1-1. But this L.A. Chargers team, I wouldn't sleep on them as much as everybody is kind of sleeping on them this year. I wouldn't sleep on them too much. They're putting up a good fight. They put up a good fight against the defending Super Bowl champions this season. I'm not really too worried about L.A., though, but it is what it is. This L.A. team is... Something special if they can get hot and they can get to rolling this year. Um, from what I've heard, Tyrod Taylor, you know, had a, a pregame breathing issue before the game had started this game and was sidelined in the game too as well, though. But, you know, well, actually he wasn't sidelined in this game. He played in the game, though, but, you know, it is what it is. We're going to see how it goes from there. Hopefully it gets better and see how his season progresses on with uh, the injury that he may have occurred before the game. All right, everybody, we're going to move right along. We're going to move right along. I'm going to talk about this Dallas Cowboys team versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, and I don't know if anybody caught first take this morning. You know, I don't know if they caught first take this morning, but Stephen A. Smith hit it on the right knob this morning. He hit it right there on the doorknob. And the Atlanta Falcons ain't about the dumbest team in NFL history right now, in league history right now, just about the dumbest an onside kick. An onside kick. You had Dallas down for the count. 
You had Dallas down for the count to get your first win of the season. And you blow it on an onside kick. You blow it on an onside kick that could potentially, you could have gotten back. But you guys figure out a way to lose a game due to an onside kick. And then not only just that, you lose it to a field goal kick for 46 yards. How unimpressive is that? I just want to know. How unimpressive is that to really lose a game that you had won? You had it won. The game was over in the fourth quarter, and you allowed the Dallas Cowboys to do what Dallas does and come back and win. You allowed them to come back and win a game due to an onside kick that determined the entire game from there. I don't know what to say about this Atlanta Falcons team. But like I said, Stephen A. Smith hit that on the doorknob. This head coach has to be gone. It's not working in, in, in ATL. It's not working. The Falcons is not just working. They're not working at all. The, the chemistry is there with the team, but the team ain't the team is still struggling since the last time they went to a Super Bowl and Put up a fight against the New England Patriots with a Tom Brady still being healthy as he was. They're still having a Super Bowl hangover since then. And that was damn near two years ago. Two, three years ago, you're still falling short every season. Matt Ryan, you know, doing his damn hardest to win football games. The defense... I don't know where the hell you guys were, but you was holding them under control the entire game. You held Zeke under 100 yards this game. Zeke carried the ball 22 times for 89 yards. Averaged four yards per carry with one rushing touchdown and one fumble in the game. Well, you had Todd Gurley, one of the league's best, one of the league's best running backs in the game. 21 carries, 61 yards. Average two, average three yards per carry, no touchdowns, no fumbles in a game where he should have just dominated this game. He should have just went off in this game. But it is what it is. You guys didn't run the ball nearly as much as you're supposed to. You know, Matt Ryan threw 24, threw 24 36 passes in a game. Went for 273 with four touchdowns, had a QBR rating of 126.3 in a game. With a game full of turnovers, you still managed to lose a game that you were in favor to win. You were in favor to win this game, and somehow, some way, you dropped the ball. At the last minute. Somebody please explain that to me. How do you drop the ball at the last minute of the game? The game is on the line. And you guys drop the ball at the last doggone minute of the game. Not even a minute. A last seconds of the game. And you drop the ball to a team that was just downright beaten. Y'all make me sick. And I was rooting for you guys to win this game all freaking day Sunday, and you guys messed that up for me. Whereas everybody in the division could have had a loss, two losses on their record, and you guys give them the opportunity to come back and win a game. You gave the cushion room for them to come back and win this game when it was all in your hands to win. That's some shit that I just don't understand. 
That's the craziness that I don't understand about Atlanta right now. And I don't know whether y'all need a culture change badly now, whether it needs to happen in week three, week four, for y'all to realize that it ain't working. Y'all have fired every which way an assistant, every which way, but you haven't gone after the problem on the team, which is potentially the head coach of this team. The defensive coordinator on this team, somebody got to go. Somebody has to go. And I don't know whether who is going, I don't know who is going to be first, but somebody got to go. We need new coaching management in this on this team to get this team rolling again. I don't know how the hell it happened, but it happened. It happened. So with that all being said, there needs to be a cultural change in Atlanta, and it needs to happen fast. This team has gone down the drain three years running, and Matty Ice still ain't got a ring. He still doesn't have a ring in Atlanta. Not one single ring in Atlanta. And he's one of the best quarterbacks out there. One of the best QBs out there. And still does not have a ring. But there's a lot of quarterbacks that are out there that still doesn't have a ring. And they're one of the top premier quarterbacks out there. That is crazy. That is crazy. But we're going to move into the the Philadelphia Eagles game too as well. Versus the LA Rams. Philly will lose this game 37-19. You know, that front line of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the front line of the Philadelphia Eagles offense is showing that they're not capable of holding up. They're not capable of holding up that much. And it's showing on the field a little bit, though, but it is what it is. Carson Wentz will go no touchdowns in this game with a one-yard run in the game but failed at a two-point conversion in the game with throwing two interceptions in this game. This Philadelphia Eagles team is very much in trouble this year. And they're still favored to win the division this year, but how if they don't pull it together very, very quickly this year. This L.A. Rams team is coming off, to, uh, is winning, is on a win streak by now, right now with two games going forward for right now. Just to recap, another exciting football game, you know, um, the question was asked last this morning, and I want to say this morning and last night, though, the question was asked this morning, did Cam Newton show up Russell Wilson in this game? In this game, the New England Patriots versus the Seattle Seahawks. Did Cam Newton show up Russell Wilson? And the answer to that question, I would have to literally honestly say No. I think Russ showed him up a little bit better than Cam. I think Russ came better than Cam Newton in this game with throwing five touchdown passes and one interception in the game. But the game was still close, though. It was still close by margin. It was still close. One touchdown could have turned this game around, and that was at the last second. But everybody knew. Everybody knew that the Patriots was going to run the ball the last seconds of the clock with Cam Newton. You would have to be a fool to not realize that Cam Newton was going to run the ball in this game. You would have to be a damn fool to not to know that Cam Newton was not going to run that ball on the one-yard line with a QBR sneak. I even called it before I even seen the play even snap. Before the snap of the ball, I called it. It's gonna be a QR. It's gonna be a QBR run. The quarterback run sneak. 
And I knew the defense was ready for it because the defense collapsed right on Cam Newton as he tried to run and jump over the line and got flipped over on his back before he could make it to the line. It was a competitive game. I mean, throwing of the touchdown passes in this game, everything went which way. Julian Edelman went off in this game, went off. The street pass that he caught by Cam Newton in the game was spectacular because they said it, I mean, even though they said it on the TV screen that the player, that the defensive player that he was going up against, they, oh, he never runs streak patterns. He always run across the middle. But when Julian Edelman came out, they play, came up the pattern, went straight up the street, pass play, caught the ball on a streak for 37 yards. Was spectacular. They came hungry. They came ready to play. But New England will fall short 30-35 to in Sunday night's game. My hat goes off to New England, though. But, you know, they started off real well. They started this game out. It was a real close game. I mean, still, at the end of the day, these two teams are still competitive. At the end of the day, doesn't matter who won, who lost at the end of the day. But this game was very competitive at the end. And I would have loved to seen a more fierce game out of Cam Newton at the end of the game. I would have seen, I would have loved to seen that Bill Belichick, you know, could have actually threw the ball in the end zone on a, on a, on a bootleg route. Or I would have loved to see him throw, you know, not run Cam Newton, but also try to do something different on the line after the, afterwards if he had kept his time out. But it, 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 it just didn't happen. It really just didn't happen at all. This game was decided already on the last play of the game with the QBR sneak. And nobody actually really thought about it until they seen him line up and they said it was going to be a sneak. You could have faked the sneak, ran a bootleg, and ran it into the end zone. Everybody would have been thrown off key for that. I know my ass would have been because I was watching and I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Mm-mm. I wasn't ready for it if it was a bootleg pass. I planned on them throwing the ball to Cam, I mean, giving the ball to Cam Newton, let him run it in there, put a touchdown pass, but we all see how that went. We all see how that went. But, like I said, Russ outshined you a little bit this game. Russ had the I mean, Russell Wilson had the best QBR rating in this game, had more touchdowns, you know, but athletic ability and yards, I'm going to get at the Cam. Because Cam looked a little une- I mean, looked easy in the pocket, made it look easy in the pocket this game. So, hat goes off to Cam Newton. Hope y'all see y'all come back week three. We will also definitely be doing a week three um, cap over this, the, you know, give predictions in the games that are coming up this next week, also on our next show coming up. Now, A lot of y'all might be watching right now, or a lot of y'all last this, I mean, you know, tonight are watching the Vegas Raiders versus New Orleans Saints game, which the Raiders are up 24-17 in the game right now. But let me remind y'all this. Let me remind y'all of this. This is a very competitive game, and we're going to talk about this game tomorrow night for Wednesday morning. We're going to talk about this game. We're going to definitely talk about that game going forward. Now, uh, another headline that just came out today, NFL hands out a $1 million in fines for coaches not wearing their masks on the sidelines. Now, I'm going to say you like this. This is the report that came out. The NFL cracked down on three coaches for not wearing their masks on the sideline during, during this week's games. The league fined the Denver Broncos Vic 
Fiang, I mean, uh, Fangio, Seahawks, Pete Carroll, and the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, $100,000 for the improper use of masks. And all three teams have also been fined $250,000 for these three coaches not wearing a mask on the sideline or not having their mask properly on the sidelines. Under the new protocol, anyone with access to the sideline area must wear a face covering to combat the coronavirus. The face covering must be worn as a design so that it is securely fits across the, the wearer's nose and mouth to prevent the transmission of the virus. Read the memo sent from the NFL's Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Troy Vincent. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden and New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton were also seen communicating during Monday night's contest without a mask. Now, with that all being said, the NFL is trying to hammer down on the coronavirus. The NFL is trying to keep down the minimum risk, trying to minimize the risk of any NFL player catching the COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus. They're trying to keep the players safe. They're trying to keep everybody safe on the sidelines, everybody safe on the field, so that way we can all continue to love and enjoy the football games that are going forth right now. Going forth right now. Besides, they're playing in a bubble, but they're still trying to make sure that the league is still safe from coronavirus. Last week, we had no coronavirus, no test positive for any player that was on the field last week. Nobody tested positive for the virus at all, period, last week. Now, this week coming out, we still want to keep it that way going forward. We still want to keep it that way, even though we're going into a second wave of it, maybe, potentially. But we still want to keep these players safe. We want to keep these players out of harm's way. And we still want to keep going forward with our football games going forward as the new norm comes about. Um, just to add a little bit of uh, updates to everybody, too, as well, Joey Bosa and uh, Thomas out for the season with also torn ACLs this year. Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to play versus the Giants. He'll be day-to-day. Christian McCaffrey is out for four to six weeks due to a high ankle sprain that he suffered. Uh, the Broncos Sutton out for the season, locked facing three to five weeks absence this week coming up. There's a lot of headlines coming up this week, and we want to know how the Carolina Panthers are going to survive without a Christian McCaffrey on their team. And also, they look like they're struggling a little bit with Teddy Bridgewater being their starting head court, um, quarterback coming into this game this year. Looks like he's struggling a little bit. Looks like he's not reading his plays a lot a little bit, though. It looks like they're struggling a lot. They went 0 and, they're starting out the season 0-2 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, by the way, Tom Brady went off in this game a little bit, though. He had one touchdown pass, one interception, but they got their first win against the Carolina Panthers this week. Carolina will go 0-2 starting out the season right now. Even though we're in the beginning of the season, still stay humble. Stay humble. And I would even tell my Washington football fans out there, let's not make all these posts out there. Let's not get all rowdy up right now. Let's not get all, you know, all in the mix about, oh, yeah, man, we're at the top of the division, man. Oh, yeah, man, we're doing this. Oh, yeah, man, we got a lot to do, man. We're going to win the division. No. No, 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 no. Let's stay humble. Let's stay with grace. Win, lose, or draw, we stay humble. A humble loss and a humble victory can mean anything. 
can mean a lot. We got to stay humble out there, fellas. We got to stay hungry for the win. We got to stay hungry for the W. Yes, we may be number one this week, but come next week, we might be number two next week. Going one and two against the Cleveland Browns. We got to stay humble. We got to stay ready. We got to stay focused on the goal at hand. Because if we don't stay focused and stay hungry for the goal at hand, which is to have a better season than we did last week. I mean, last year, I should say. Last year's season, we stuck ass. We sucked ass last year. But this year, we're trying to have a better season this year, show our growth, and show that we got potential to win some football games this year. Got to stay hungry. Got to stay motivated. Got to stay ready for the for the common goal of winning football games. We got 15 more games to go. 15. Let's stay ready and let's stay humble enough and get ready to go out there and win some damn football games. This team should not be on a high horse at all, period. We should still be mad as hell from last season and the year before last that we did not make the playoffs. Every game we should go out there and we should be pissed off about not making the playoffs three years, four years, five years running. However long it was ago, because that's how long ago it was for us that you made it to the playoffs. You made it to a wild card spot. We have no rights to be cheering. We have no rights to be, oh man, we're at the top of our game. Yes, it's nice to win a football game for once, but damn it, we got to stay humble. And we got to stay motivated to go out there and win more football games. I wouldn't hand out a game ball at all until the season was done. I would still tell my team today, you play like shit and that you need to get better at starting. Stop coming out flat-footed in each game, going down each game, and start building the points up now in the beginning of the game and keep it going. I'm very critical of my team, as y'all can see. I'm very highly critical of my team when I know it has potential to win. We got to stay level-headed. We got to stay humble. And as the coach said last week before we, when we won our last game, humble to win. Humble to lose. At the end of the day, are we playing the best football games that we could play? We got a great, we got a good defensive line. We got an okay offensive line. Okay. I ain't saying it's the best. I ain't saying it's the worst. But we got an okay offensive line. We need to go out there and we need to make Head spin out there while we're doing the things that we're doing. We need to go out there and we need to make sure that people know our name, the Washington football team, when we go up against them and play them on the field. We should come out there pissed off and ready to hit somebody in the chest come game, game time. We should go out there and get ready to go make interceptions come game time. But we're going to take a brief, very, very brief commercial break, everybody. And we'll be back with more of the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. 
You heard it here first on The Realest Sports Show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to more of The Realest Sports Show, everybody. We just last talked about, you know, the Washington football team and how they need to stay humble enough to win and humble enough to lose. Each game is something different. Each game, we're going to learn something new about ourselves. Each game is going to teach us how we need to defend, how we need to go on a strike, how we need to get downfield, how we need to boost up this running game that we have. Each game is going to teach us something different. And if we don't do something different each game, we're going to lose each game. Now, for me, in my, in my experience, I believe that J.D. McKenzie needs to be the starting running back. I think Peyton Barber needs to be the second down running back on the goal line defense. I believe that Antonio Gibson needs to be the Chris Thompson of our team and he catch the balls on the screen plays. I don't know, understand why Kendall Fuller was out of this game, though, but it is what it is. Kendall Fuller was out of the game this year. I mean, got out of the game for the past two games, and we need him on the field. We need our best players on the field going forth. Brandon Sheriff got hurt in the last game. So we're without one of our right guards on the team. It's time for the next man up mentality. We got to keep going forward. We got to keep our heads up and we got to keep fighting for the victories that we want to have on this team. W's don't come easily. Losing comes more easily than winning does. That fight, that spirit that you have in this football team, you need to keep it going forward. Like I said, the secondary is, is questionable. The secondary, we have a secondary that is questionable like a motherfucker. So we need to shape up in our secondary. Landon Collins, I need you to get hungry. I need you to get better. Troy, I need you to get better. Before your ass gets replaced too. Like I said, you got rid of AP. Got rid of AP. It's time for the running back game to step up too. We got rid of Darius Geis, an explosive runner, but he did some dumb shit last, I mean, this year that we just can't, we can't keep that going forward. It was time for him to go too. It's time for the next man up mentality. It's time for everybody to step up and let's get this run game going. It's time. You got two games in. You got some game footage we need to go look at. We got some plays that we need to go look at again. We got some things that we need to go over and over and over this week before we go play Cleveland. And I will give my bold prediction of this game on the next show. Remember, everybody, we're back on week three coming on the next show. We, uh, which is episode two in the next show. We are in season three, everybody. We are in season three. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. You know, I'm, I'm happy to have football season back. I'm happy to see the teams are back in action. I'm happy to see them hard hits. I'm happy to see all of that stuff go down in football. But I also want to see them do it safely. And if we can't do it safely, then we shouldn't do it at all. We shouldn't do it at all. But I have faith that everybody would do it safely. I have faith that teams will go forth and do great, amazing things going forward. I have faith that coaches don't want another $100,000 fine. I have faith that nobody wants a million-dollar fine going forth. Let's stop the let's stop the nonsense. Wear your face coverings. Do what you have to do on the sidelines so you can stop getting penalized. Do what you gotta do so you can stop getting penalized in every game. 
Wear your face shields. Wear your mask on the sidelines. Let's keep the football season going forth. Let's keep this football season going. Because I'm ready to see more football games. And I'm ready to keep my Sundays going. Because I've been, damn it, I've been missing football like crazy. And I know that everybody in the fan base has been too. And it, it's been a crazy sight not to see football on TV for August. It, it's been crazy. But we're going to get through it. And we're going to try our best, you know, to keep football coming on TV. And just for an update, Brandon Sheriff is out for three to five weeks due to a knee injury that he suffered in the Arizona Cardinals game this past week. So it is what it is. We're going to get him back in three to five weeks, hopefully. And we wish him the best of recovery and everything else going forward. All right, everybody. Let's shift a little gears here, everybody. Let's shift a little gears here. We're going to talk about this basketball season going forth. AD, AD hit the game when it shot for the Lakers to win a game against the doggone Denver Nuggets this past, I want to say, sun, yeah, this past Sunday night, AD was the closer this week. On Sunday night, 105 to 103, the Lakers win game two of the Western Conference Finals. Now, I'll have to say shout outs to the Denver Nuggets, man. Shout outs to the Denver freaking Nuggets, man. The Denver Nuggets, man, I, I, I commend y'all, man. I got to commend y'all a lot. Y'all worked hard to get to the Western Conference Finals. And I thought y'all was going to put up a, a a better fight in game one. But, hey, Lakers were off well-rested and they were ready to go. But my Lakers pulled it out in a 105-103 to victory over you guys by two points. They beat y'all by two points in this game. I, I love the energy from the Denver Nuggets, man. I, I, I got to say that. I I really do. After taking out the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard in there, Paul George, not both of them not showing up to the game ready to play, I have to commend y'all for that. You took advantage of a team that didn't come out there and ready to play. And when the chips came down, Kawhi Leonard fumbled the pass. He fumbled the ball. Paul George does what Paul George do best, not stay hungry in a game. So, big kudos to them, you know, big kudos to the Denver Nuggets, but I don't see Denver going past, I don't see this series going past five games, to be honest with everybody, but it might go to a game six, we don't know. Can Denver pull off the miracle of coming back on my Lakers down 3-1? I doubt it. If the Lakers let them come back off a 3-1, I mean, come down from a, a 3-0 deficit or a 3-1 deficit, however the case may be is, even if they take the next game, Denver takes the next game, which makes it 2-1, and the Lakers come back and beat them 3-1 and take it all, I do not see the Lakers letting up. I do not see the Lakers losing this series. But I'm going to tell y'all about a series that y'all need to keep a hold of and a watch of because it's going to come a time and a place where this series is going to heat up. In the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Shout-outs to Boston, too, as well. And shout-out to Jimmy B and the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat beat out the number one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're hungry. They're ready. And... If you guys don't watch a good game, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, everybody, I'm telling everybody, come Wednesday night, come Wednesday night, Miami goes to their, I mean, Miami plays on their own home court, not in Miami, but in Orlando. This game will be decided, 
I'm saying in six, but this might go to a game seven. And it might be decided in the game seven. Boston has tremendous talent. Um, they, they have all tremendous talent around their team. And the Miami Heat does too. And Jimmy B is ready to go to a Western, I mean, ready to go to a championship game and try to give it his all and win. He is ready to, and he's willing enough to go out there and put it all on the line for his team to win. So if I had to guess, if I really had to take a guess, I'm going to say it's the Lakers Heat, but I would not say the Nuggets Celtics in this series for the championship game. I would not say that. But I wouldn't mind, I would not mind seeing a Laker Celtics game. I also wouldn't mind seeing, and like I said, I'm betting on this one, Lakers Heat game. LeBron's old team versus LeBron James's new team. The Lakers versus the Heat. All for all for one championship title. Winner takes all in this championship game. For the NBA Finals. I wouldn't mind seeing that, and I damn sure wouldn't mind seeing somebody else in the finals. LeBron James deserves the, deserves it this year. And I th- and I do believe that if anybody don't deserve it, it's Jimmy Butler. If anybody doesn't deserve to win a championship this year more than Jimmy Butler deserves it, I mean, the more than LeBron James does, I should say, Jimmy Butler deserves to win a championship this year. But we'll find out. We will find out who are going to be in the finals coming up soon. Like I said, I don't have any game going past six. Maybe the Boston and the Miami game going to seven. Just because of the talent on the court. But, like I said, I don't see any game going past six. No game going past six. And that's just for my record books. Keep The NFL is back, everybody. Sports is back on TV. And just to do a little dive in to the WNBA, the Mystics that got put out too as well. But they still got a long, long road to go. The Connecticut Sun is playing the Las Vegas Aces. The Minnesota, um, the Minnesota Lynx are playing the Seattle Storm. Coming up in a matchup. You know, and it's going to be a hell of a matchup. These two teams playing their hearts out in these two games. And I want to see who's going to make it to the finals. And we'll keep you and I'll keep you more up to date on these games as they come about. But we're, 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 um, the Storm and the Lynx game playoff game got postponed due to an inclusive COVID-19 test results. So we're going to figure out how that goes going forth in the next show. I'll keep y'all more updated on the games as they come about. Like I said, that game got, you know, postponed. But like I told everybody, we're going to come back stronger this season. We're coming in harder this season. And we and there's going to be more and more updates coming about this season in season three of the Real Sports Show. And... Our third annual Gorilla Sports Show's annual Fantasy Football League has commenced, has started this year. I wanted to keep everybody up to date with that this year. Our third annual Fantasy Football League has already started and it's underway and it's doing phenomenal this year. And shout-outs to the people that are winning in the league this year and shout-outs to the people that are losing this year. It's going to be a rough year with 12 teams in the league this year. And we got to keep pushing forward and and to see how we're going to do great and amazing things going forward this year. I love y'all. And 
always remember, everybody, stay safe out there. Be cautious. Wear your mask. Keep your mask up. We're coming into, uh, uh, you know, this year is uncertain for anybody. It's an uncertain year for anybody this year. And I want everybody to just be safe. I want everybody to be as cautious as you can. Please don't catch this virus. Watch what you're doing outside. Make sure you're washing your hands. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Wash your asses. Do whatever you got to do to stay safe out here. In these streets, at work, at home, however you're doing to protect your kids. Do whatever you got to do. Protect yourselves at all times, y'all. You know, um, like I said, this year has been uncertain. This year has been unforgivable. Unforgivable. And, you know, we have lost too many people this year. We have lost too many people. Way too many people this year. And let's try our best not to lose any more this year. Let's try our best to keep our heads up and stay safe. Check on your loved ones. Check on your family. Check on your people. Check on your people. You know, check on them. Make sure they're still here. Make sure they're still going. Because you never know. We just never know. Like I said, I love y'all. And I'll see y'all. And I'll talk to y'all later on episode two of the Riddle Sports Show. Remember, episode, I mean, season two is out. Season one out is the Riddle Sports Show. They're out on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're out there everywhere. Everybody just stay tuned. We'll be, we'll be here for more updates on the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. Love y'all. One love. And let's take it out. Y'all been a good audience. I love y'all. Can't get no better audience in there on the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. Let's keep it going. Let's party out. Yeah. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet, and I'm signing out. They all to unfortunate. They don't see a fourth when I get. And those be the same. Yeah, yeah. Just start the same cards because they auction it. So why you daydream? I'ma say the blame and I deal with hoes opposing Maybelline. Uh, uh. 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 Uh